Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It's time to place your bets. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia. And today it's time to look ahead to the division round weekend of games in the NFL playoffs. Super wild card weekend was pretty super, to be honest. It was very entertaining. I got to say, you had environmental games in terms of cold. You had games moving because of snow. You had the Eagles finally put out of their misery, which check the box we got right here on the program but uh unfortunately i was dead wrong about the houston texans that's for sure but there's two gentlemen here sam hoppin and pat fitzmorris who are still on a high after sunday evening's festivities so pat fitzmorris we got to start here has jordan love now finally done enough where you feel really confident about jordan love being your guy of the future yes indeed joe Mea culpa. I was sort of anti-love, hated the draft pick back in 2020, just hated it. Thought it was terrible. Thought we should have done more in support of Aaron Rodgers, who was still under contract. Um, Turned out I was just dead wrong. Like, love has been phenomenal. First nine starts, the, the splits are crazy. It was like under 60% completion and like 6.7 yards per attempt through his first nine games. Over his last nine games, completion percentage over 70 percent like 7.8 yards per completion he's just become a new guy um looks phenomenal great group of young pass catchers to throw to the future is very bright indeed i don't know if he's going to have the level of success that brett Favre and aaron Rodgers had but pretty confident that we have an above average starting quarterback going forward now the man with a smile on his face before the show uh, wider than the Grinch the night before Christmas. Uh, let me tell you, Sam Hoppin, you got to be loving this right here. I mean, even if you had confidence in love of the Packers, which you have shown here on the program a lot of times here, more than Fitzy, I think sometimes, you have to admit that went better than you could have possibly imagined. <laughs> for sure, and, and you know Pat's beating himself up for not liking the draft pick several years ago. I don't think there was anyone outside of the Packers organization who did like that pick. I mean, it it didn't make sense at the time because of where that the roster was in the moment. But I, again, this the data scientist in me is thinking, you know, if you simulate this journey out a, a thousand times, like how many times has Jordan Love come out as a, a top 10 quarterback? Probably less than I mean less than 50 percent for sure, sure. And, yeah. and you know I think just seeing some of the comparisons in terms of the throwing motion and just nuances between him and and Rodgers and Favre like it's it's one of those things that you know franchises continue to try to have that sort of you know mentorship program if you will trying to draft someone uh, a little bit later in, in the first or second round, let them sit behind someone. But I mean, it's, it, it has gone way past expectations and they I'm pummeled just, I'm an undefeated the team at home of the Dallas Cowboys who hadn't lost the game at home all year. I mean, unbelievable. And I know people will say, well, the Cowboys is what they do in the playoffs, but still 
I think at home, all of us thought we'd get a better effort out of there in this game. Although, you know, there were times where, you know, you know, Dallas, give them the credit. They did not throw in the towel, all that stuff. I know we're looking ahead, but you got to look back to look ahead and say, hey, maybe the Packers have a chance this week to at least cover this number. We'll get to that and a whole lot more. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Drop your comments below. We're still giving away a premium upgrades to betting pros, the best betting tools on the planet. And if you haven't downloaded the betting pros app, come on already. What are you doing? It's January. It's the middle of January. Get on that. Plus, if you have iOS, you get three free days of premium to try it out. It's a good time. It's a good weekend to do it because you not only is there NFL around, there's also NBA with Matt Modi here on the channel every Wednesday, every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern. You can check out Matt and his picks for the NBA. The guy's red hot right now, so go check him out as well. Gentlemen, the other team that's red hot is the Houston Texans. What a great story they have been. So uh, they did not fold under the pressure. They rose to the challenge. They beat up the Browns. The defense played great. CJ Stroud is that dude. He is that leader. However, they're going to go to Baltimore here coming off the bye. They are nine and a half point underdogs right now on BP. The number for this game is 45 and a half and you get plus 330. Very tempting on the money line. If Cinderella can continue to ride this pumpkin into this coach into Baltimore, maybe come out with another victory, which is asking a lot. Ravens have been good coming off a bye. Uh, Sam, let's start with you on this one here. The Baltimore Ravens here, as we said, number one seed for a reason. They've won some big games on the stretch, including one in San Francisco. This is a big number. Do you think Houston can cover it? Or do you think maybe Houston even has a shot to go and make another upset here on their road to remaking an organization that has been so bad for so long? Yeah, I mean, credit to the Texans organization. I mean, they've had a, a phenomenal year, obviously, with the division win. Uh, or excuse me, division title to start and now, you know, taking a home and upset uh, against the Browns. But if you look back to to week one, these two teams played each other. It was in Baltimore. The Ravens were favored by nine and a half points. And the line is currently sitting around nine. You can find some eight and a half or, or nine and a half as well. So it it's not to say that none of these or neither of these teams have changed at all. It's just kind of weird to see that this this gap is still as wide as it was in week one. And and I'd argue that Houston has improved more than Baltimore has. Now, Baltimore has the league MVP on their team right now. Their defensive game plans, uh, I mean, you saw a couple weeks ago against San Francisco have been incredible. Mike McDonald is, is doing a great job on the defensive side of the ball. I, I like taking the Texans with the points here that CJ Stroud is just playing incredibly. Bobby Slowick is dialing up some awesome play calls. It hurts for sure that Noah Brown is going to be out. Like he, he wasn't by any means a Nico Collins level player, but he was a nice rotational player for them. Um, that, that certainly again, hurts a little bit for, for Houston side of things, but I, I do think the Texans have the horses to keep up with Baltimore in this game and expect it to be quite a bit closer than the, the spread currently implies. You know, one could argue, Pat, that a lot of the pressure here is on Baltimore. You know, a team that has come out flat after buys before in the playoffs, which we recall. Um, a team that has a lot more expectations and the Houston Texans are that team that's just playing with house money and that makes them very dangerous. I'm where Sam is. I kind of like... 
the Houston side of this game. I think Baltimore wins, but at the end of the day, Houston, I think, has enough respect for itself. And look, Stroud put up 274, three tutties. You had uh, Nico Collins look great in this game. Singletary had some moments, too. The offense was clicking. What do you think, Pat? Are you three for three where you think the Texans can keep this one within this nine and a half? No, I've got to throw up an X here and uh, ruin your line of O's in this little tic-tac-toe game. And I hate going against you and our resident data scientist, Joe, but... um, Well, you don't have to, you know. You you can come with us and hang out. We got lots of, you know, we got snacks. You hang out with us a little bit, drink some beers. Sam makes an interesting point that the line is similar to what we saw in week one when these two teams played each other. And obviously we hold the Texans in much greater esteem than we did back then. But I do think we hold the or, or should hold the Ravens in higher regard than we did back in week one. I mean, they have been pounding opponents lately. Six straight wins in their last three games. They've beaten the Jaguars, 49ers and Dolphins by a combined 67 points. Uh, blowout wins over those three teams this year. Blowout wins over the Browns, the Seahawks, the Lions. They have proven capable of crushing even very good teams. Um, I, I know that the Ravens haven't been totally invincible at home this season. Six and three straight up, five and four versus the spread. But M&T Bank Stadium has traditionally been a very pl- tough place for opponents to come in and win a game. Um, Baltimore's first in defensive DVOA, fourth in de- offensive DVOA, third in special teams DVOA. Just a complete outfit. And I realize C.J. Stroud just diced up a very good Browns defense. Uh, maybe he can do it again. But even if he's able to, the Ravens offense is good enough to win a track meet. So I just... <sighs> As nice a season as this has been for the Texans and as dangerous as that passing game is with Stroud, Houston still ranks near the middle of the pack in most power ranking systems, whether it's DVOA, Massey Peabody, Sagarin rankings, uh, and like the power ranking systems that assign teams a numerical value to help suggest what the point spread should be, suggest that this game should be more like Ravens by 11 or 12 with the home field advantage. So, um, you know, my one concern is the Ravens are only one and three against the spread when they're favored by seven points or more. But the one time they covered that big number, it was against the Texans back in week one uh, when they won 25 to nine. So I do like the Ravens here to hold serve. I understand that the Texans are America's darlings now, but uh, I just think it's going to be hard to topple the Ravens in their building. Where they're... T- they're also Texas's team, uh, I believe, too, is what they're calling themselves, which uh, got to love that. Got to love that dig there by the now social they are. media team. All right, let's get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as they should be. I mean, they're way more likable, too, possibly. All right, let's get to uh, the next one here. The Green Bay Packers taking on the San Francisco 49ers. This one's going to be uh, on Saturday night here. Another big number. Ten is the number here on the San Fran side. Minus ten. Um, which again feels right. I mean, that seems like where it should be. 50 is the number you're getting in the consensus betting pros line right now. That's going to fluctuate a little bit probably as the week goes on. Plus 375 on the money line for the Green Bay Packers. Now, Pat, the big X factor, and I think the big difference in this Packer team, or the biggest, is Aaron Jones in the run game. Aaron Jones being healthy, Aaron Jones being fresh. This is four straight games of 20 carries or more and 100 yards or more. He's coming up a three touchdown game against the Cowboys defense. It's been very good. It's allowed them to run play action. It's allowed them to grind the defenses down a little bit. You know, this is another one where I got to tell you, I, I, at a certain point, I've got to show a little bit more respect for the Texans. 
And I think a little bit more respect for the Packers, because although I have concerns about the Packers defense, especially as they let Dallas continue to score as that game went on, which doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy against San Fran. At the same time, Pat, I'm looking at this one and I think, I think with that run game, you might be able to keep this within the margin of 10. What are your thoughts here on this, again, pretty large double digit number? Yeah, I just don't know how long the Green Bay defense can continue to hold up. I mean, we saw this defense really struggle at times in December, giving up uh, almost 400 yards of passing to Baker Mayfield, then giving up more than 300 yards to Bryce Young. Um, They've gotten it together the last three games and played pretty well against the Vikings, Bears, and then the Cowboys last week. Dallas did put up over 500 yards of offense last week, but most of that was in garbage time after the game was well out of hand for Dallas. Um, But man, going against the 49ers, they can just hit you from every angle offensively. Um, I I don't know how well the Packers are going to be able to uh, contain this San Francisco offense. So I do think they're going to be able to score. I mean, Jordan Love is just on fire right now, and he's got so many different weapons in the uh, wide receivers, tight ends, um, an abundance of pass-catching weaponry. The implied total for the Packers in this game, 19.75 points. Um, I, I think the Packers are going to score more than 20 points. I, I just do. And I do you know what that think number was last 49ers... week against Dallas? Just out of curiosity, do you recall total? what that number was? Yeah. I don't. I don't know if uh, Sam, probably you know would have been in the either. same ballpark. That's See, that was the point I was going to make, Sam, which is, you know, that, I bet it was kind of the same thing. And you know what? Basically, we threw that out the window this past week. Sam, when we are looking at this game here, is this where the Grinch has to give back the presents? Like, is this the point that we're like, okay, now we're playing the 49ers. Now things are a little bit different. Again, it's one thing to be road warriors against the Cowboys. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys have had their struggles here. The 49ers could be a different set of circumstances, especially coming off a bye, a little bit better rested. Do you think they're going to take the Packers for granted or seriously after what just happened in Dallas? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, Kyle Shanahan versus Joe Barry is probably one of if not the biggest offensive versus defensive coaching mismatches it was a little different with dallas where you really only had to shut down cd lamb uh but now you have debo samuel christian mccaffrey brandon Ayuk, and george kittle like shanahan's gonna find a way to exploit some mismatch whether it's lining up quay walker against brandon Ayuk or you know some of these other linebackers against any of these players and the other big part of it too is that the 49ers have gotten healthier too with essentially two weeks of rest the the Packers defense is banged up a bit Jair Alexander left the game early against Dallas I I think he will play in this game but uh Packers edge Kingsley and Igbare also tore his ACL like he was a rotational player so you're just sort of losing depth at that that point, but it, it's going to be tough. You know, Pat mentioned the the Packers over team total. I was going to suggest the the 49ers team total over, which it, in that case, you might as well just take the game total over. I don't know. It feels kind of like you know the end of college game day when they're they're making the picks and. Kirk Herbstreit has to abstain from making a pick because he's got to call the game. I I feel like I 
I don't want to make a pick uh, given where my, my bias is. I think the right over, now. you know what, the, the case, you know, between running the football so efficiently that they have Jordan Love being confident and red hot right now. Um, as you said, the Packers defense still lacking quite a bit. I think maybe if you're not comfortable taking a side here, if you don't feel great about the 49ers covering the double digits, which all year has been a problem for a lot of big teams and a lot of these big spreads. And if you don't feel confident enough that the Packers can cover the 10, then the over feels about right to me. Uh, regardless of whatever the implied total is here for the Green Bay Packers, I think that, you know, they have shown you, you could throw that out the window in some of these weeks. Tampa Bay versus Detroit takes us to Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Tampa's going to be six-point underdogs heading to Detroit, where they won their first playoff game in a very, very long time. Let's just put it that way. 48 and a half is the number, plus 215 on the money line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Bucks did what they had to do. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest game, especially in the first half of it, Sam, but eventually things opened up a little bit. Baker Mayfield uh, continues to you know, play good enough here to get the Tampa Bay Bucks into that playoffs. And then next round of the playoffs here is we are now in round two. Uh, Detroit has proven that those people are going to show up. They're excited. The building's going to be live. So do the good feelings continue here for the Lions or for the Bucks, Sam? I think it continues for Detroit and, and Tampa Bay had a really good game plan against Philadelphia on Monday night. I, I've been a little critical of Dave Canales, especially with his run pass splits on early downs. But Monday night against the Eagles, the Buccaneers had an 11.9% pass rate over expectation. They knew that the Eagles defensive uh, secondary was a place to exploit. And they took advantage of that. Baker had over 300 passing yards in the game. And if he continues with that, I think Tampa Bay has a, a better shot because Detroit's defensive weaknesses is in the passing game. This season, they rank 27th in passing EPA per play allowed while they uh, rank 5th in rushing EPA per play allowed. But I don't think that necessarily tells the whole story. This Lions defense is 13th in defensive DVOA, which is is not terrible. It's not great. But last year, the Chiefs were 14th in defensive DVOA, and they went on to to win the Super Bowl. And I'm not, not saying that the, the Lions will do that, but their offense is as explosive and as powerful as, as some of the past Chiefs offenses have been. So... I, I really like Detroit here. I think they're they're continuing to to ride the high of winning their first playoff game in in 30 years, which is a, an incredible accomplishment. Sort of speaks to this team, and I, I really just like Detroit and, and their whole basically their whole vibe uh, all together. Um, so give me Detroit minus the points. Okay, so Sam's on the Detroit side. Pat, where do you stand between Tampa Bay Detroit? I want to be with Detroit, but they could not cover a three-point spread at home against the Rams. And I don't know that the Rams are that much better than the Buccaneers. Um, so it, it's tough. Both of these teams have been two of the better betting investments this season. I think both of these teams have gone 12-6 and six against the number this year. So um, it, it's kind of hard to go against either of these teams. I do think the Lions are going to win. I'm just not that confident that they can cover kind of a big number. Like, I, I don't know if this game is going to be a cakewalk. Maybe it is, but I, I'm just not comfortable laying this many points. I do really like the over here. 
you guys. Um, two pretty sketchy pass defenses. The Buccaneers rank 23rd in opponent passer rating this season. The Lions 24th. Both of the run defenses are pretty good, so I think we're going to get an aerial show. Uh, we have an indoor weatherproof venue. Um, and I, I'm sure one of the reasons the total is under 50 is because when these teams played each other back in October, the Lions won 20 to six. That was kind of a weird game, though. The Lions had nearly 400 yards of offense, just didn't really cash in on the scoreboard. Uh, and Baker Mayfield had one of his worst games of the year, 19 of 37 for 206 yards, no touchdowns, one interceptions. I, I don't think we're going to get a low scoring affair this time. I think we're going to see points this week. All right. I am looking around and I, you know, whenever you get these big favorites in certain spots, you know, one of them is going to go sideways and it's a harder sell for the San Fran and Baltimore one than it is to sell me on the Lions game going sideways with Tampa, which I know would shock a lot of people. But if there's one here where you're looking at money lines, you get plus 215. It's tempting there. It's tempting that this game goes close, that somebody makes one play and something goes not according to plan, maybe for Detroit, all of a sudden, you know, we're in, you know, they, they were so celebratory last week, winning that playoff game, as they should be. It's been a very long drought. I often wonder about that sometimes, too, because you really haven't accomplished anything yet. You've won a playoff game. That's a big deal. It's important. It's a stepping stone for this organization and the path that they've been on. And they've been laying these bricks for a long time. So it's great to be excited about it. They were celebrating hard. You know, you see the GM in the elevator. It was like they won the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's act like we're supposed to be here, even though you haven't been there as much as you'd like to in the last, oh, I don't know, 30 years. Uh, last one here. I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to say this line's just wrong. And I think this is the best thing that could happen to the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to Buffalo. They are two and a half point underdogs in Buffalo. 46 is the number, plus 120 on the money line for the Chiefs, which I absolutely love. Pat, I think nothing could possibly be better timed than for the Kansas City Chiefs to be an underdog in a road game because I think they need this in the worst way. They need a little bit of a kick in the pants. They have to have this a little bit. They've been so much pressure on themselves to be perfect, to be this elite team. They are judged now on Super Bowl appearances and Super Bowl victories. I think it is the perfect antidote for what has been a very awkward year for the Chiefs to have to go out there, go to Buffalo, a team that they've had this rivalry out, and go out there and be the dog. I think that's a perfect situation that makes the Chiefs very dangerous. But what do you think about this? Well, I like the Chiefs on the money line, Pat. What do you like? That's an interesting angle, Joe, and I don't disagree with it. I think this line is pretty spot on. I'm kind of torn here between... <sighs> paying heed to the Chiefs playoff pedigree and also being terrified by what that offense has looked like for most of the last two months. Um, so those are sort of the two factors that are like a tug of war with me on which side of this game I like. And I'm kind of undecided right now. Don't know if I'm going to bet a side at all, to be honest with you. And when these two teams played uh, the last time, I think that was what, week 14, very evenly matched. Bills win by three. Almost equal in terms of total yardage for both teams. Game tied until Tyler Bass kicked a field goal with just under two minutes left to play. Um, so, yeah, I, I just I can't pick a side here. I, I think the line is just right where it should be at like two and a half or three. Okay. Pat does not share my confidence in Kansas City. Um, Sam, what do you think about this one? Because. I've made my argument. I understand where Pat's coming from, too. You know, Buffalo has certainly played better, you know, after making that change at OC. You can look around, too. But, look, Josh Allen ran amok 
over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think we all thought that that was a mismatch. This is a team in the Kansas City Chiefs that we know are a match for the Buffalo Bills and have been many, many times. Rice has emerged, Pacheco's emerged. I don't know how much we could judge off of what we saw in the freezing conditions on Saturday night, but does anything in that confidence and that W work for you as they take the show on the road to Buffalo? Look, the the Chiefs have had the Bills number for most of the last couple of years. I obviously save the game earlier in the regular season this year. This game is going to be on the road. It's the first road game for Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. The Bills are just a step away from being in the AFC Championship game. They have the the narrative on their this side. They've been, you know, riding an incredible high. They were they've been one of the hottest teams in the NFL the last two months but I got to go with the Chiefs. I mean, the Bills are are extremely banged up right now. Two of their linebackers, Terrell Bernard and Bale Inspector, both left the game earlier, uh, or left the game early uh, against Pittsburgh. Uh, Christian Benford injured himself. Uh, guard Connor McGovern was down on the field and exit, but returned pretty quickly. Same with Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis was unable to go against the, the Steelers this past week as was uh, Rasul Douglas and Taylor Rapp. Now, they might get some of those guys back, but I think the big thing here is, and, and what's going to cost the Bills, is their lack of secondary receiving options. The Chiefs, I think, with uh, Legereus Sneed, are going to be able to shut down Stephon Diggs. And obviously, the two tight ends that Buffalo have have, been, have played extremely well, especially in their 12 personnel. But... I, I don't think the Bills are going to necessarily have an answer on offense. I think the best way for them to exploit it is is running the ball with James Cook, who's played phenomenally, and the rushing game, uh, excuse me, the rushing defense of the Chiefs is the area to exploit. But I, I just think the Chiefs, with two extra days of rest now, uh, obviously they played Saturday and the Bills had their game yesterday uh, on Monday, all of this just, I I got to go with the Chiefs here. I, I know they've looked bad on offense, but I think on one side of things, like if you look at the randomness of sort of how their drives have ended over the last couple of games when they've had all the, their players starting, obviously didn't in week 18, like they're getting a ton of field goals. And so they're getting into opponent territory. They're just not able to finish these drives. I think they're able to do that against the Bills this week. I, I think for that reason too, the you know the defensive side of things and the, these offenses not necessarily clicking. I like the under in this game as well, but I like the Chiefs money line. I, I just think they have a, a slight coaching advantage here, um, an experience advantage. It, it's it, this is going to be a phenomenal way to cap off divisional oh, weekend in the NFL. Um, you, you know, and all these games are, I think are going to be great, but I, I got to go with the Chiefs. It's, it's a little bit of a gut instinct here. And, you know, Chiefs, again, feeling like they're underdogs, you know, going on the road for the first time. So, yeah, it, it's going right. to be a fun weekend. So Chiefs, it is here for you. And interesting, the under 46, usually when these two teams get together, it's nothing short of 50. Uh, you're in the under regardless. And Pat, I know you're leading that way as well. 
I am, Joe. And, yeah, it's strange to like the under on a total in the mid-40s with Patrick Mahomes <laughs> versus Josh Allen. But, yeah. like, I think that's the way to go. We know it's mostly about the Chiefs, I think, and, and how they have not been themselves offensively for quite a while. And they've been really good defensively, probably the best defense they've had during the Patrick Mahomes era. Uh, the last time we saw more than 46 points scored in a game involving the Chiefs was Thanksgiving weekend. So um, with the line set at 46 and a half, and I think that's six games um, and the Bills have not there have not been more than 48 points scored in a Bills game since Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, average point total over the Chiefs last six games, 39.3 average point total over the Bills last six games, 42.5. Weather not really expected to be a big factor here. It's going to be cold, but not windy or snowy. Still, I think the under is the right play. All right, there you have it, everybody. We want to hear from you. Drop your comments below right here on the YouTube channel. Let us know what your picks are for this division round of the NFL playoffs. And don't forget to ring that bell for notifications so you know every time a piece of content drops here on the Betting Pros channel. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For Pat and Sam, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Enjoy the playoffs. Thanks for listening to the Betting Pros Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on X and TikTok at Betting Pros and Instagram at Betting Pros NFL. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros.